Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Please, take my hand. Now, open your mind to me. Please, open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6 when it's uh, when I can get it. Next Saturday, I've got it, 3 to 6, and I'm also going to be on Thursday from 5 to 7. Um filling in for Eric Erickson. And uh, what I'm doing right now, if you missed the show so far, you can get my podcast on propagandareportdaily.com. I'm doing uh, 2017 stories, but to it, what's important about them, not like what happened and not the kind of fake what's important, like people are really hurting, you know, not like that, like we are being uh, manipulated. But before the break, we had a interesting um exchange jenny called and said there was a cultism behind some of this motive and i appreciate that because uh you know when you get deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole you want to see what's behind all this it gets a little ugly like that um or certainly there are threads to pull i don't pull those threads because i know what i know which is if we defend the Bill of Rights, if I have only a certain amount of hours in the day, I'm going to defend the Bill of Rights. But there are psychological elements. There maybe are occult elements. And one of the things that Binkley, my producer here, pointed out was that I had noticed this vulgarity thing when Vicente Fox used a profanity against Trump in February of 2016. I flagged that. I was like, this is a paradigm shift. And then CNN, Wall Street Journal would quote people using the profanities instead of bleeping it out or whatever. I noticed that. And then I also took it the next level and said, um, now it's going to violence. Now we're having violence even in, in legislative um, settings. I drew that connection. I'm Binkley said this is an old commie trick. Is that right? Yeah, it's an old commie <laughs> rouge. Well, I was a little worried, though, because I'm a vulgarian. And, uh, and just in that fleeting moment there during the break, I considered giving up vulgarity, which is not usually popular. I think people find it amusing. Um, uh, maybe I should. I probably should. I feel bad about it. I try. I've, get, I've given up smoking. I've dieted. I've given up any substance you can think of. But when it comes to the vulgarity, I just I feel like it was ingrained in me as a child. Can't shake but it. You gave me some hope that uh, that maybe if I, even if I can't give it up, it's okay because of a little insight there that I didn't really understand when you were explaining it before the break. What were you saying? Yeah, it's used for people really who aren't vulgarians as a way to the propagandists signal their followers by using this vulgarity to show them that it's okay to break the norms that usually restrain them. Okay, so it's. Yeah, so it's a gateway vice, right. is what you're saying, a gateway vice. And that just snapped for me that, was it Ashley Judd who made that yeah. filthy speech, filthy, disgusting speech? 
Um, Revolutionary to them. Yes, it was shocking that people would talk like that. and I realize now that so what you're saying is it's the shock factor. So maybe I'm I'm conditioning my children to be uh, immu- immune to right. that. Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to follow the Pied Piper of vulgarity. Wouldn't be phased by it. <laughs> Boy, that is some tortured logic just to get me <laughs> get me through my vice. No, that's not right. I shouldn't joke about vices because even if it's not a vice, I don't curse or swear. By the way, I just use vulgarity. But a lot of people misinterpret. It's a little bit scandalous. It's not right. I should I should conquer that. But um, anyway, I guess it's not all bad. But uh, <laughs> I do. I have so many of my um, 2017 things. So we're probably going to have to do a rapid fire on that. But I don't want to rush the call. So let me go to Bob in Sandy Springs. Hi, Bob. You're on with Monica. Yeah. Hey, Monica. Um, I don't catch your show that often. So you may have already discussed this at length. But I just wonder what your thoughts were about the Charlottesville, Virginia incident, because I found a couple of things very odd about it. One was the HBO documentary they made that weekend, and just seeing the torchlight parade of supposed neo-Nazis, you know, they look more like fraternity boys than neo-Nazis, and, um, you know, I've lived in the South my whole life. I've seen neo-Nazis and KKK, and they're usually not real clean-cut, impressive-looking people, but all these folks in this torchlight march look like extras for a, you know, a World War II Nazi film. And I absolutely the lady, think you're on to something, Bob. Keep talking. Yeah, and, and then also the, leather, uh, the lady who was killed, Heather Heyer, when I looked at all those videos of the crash, of which there are many, 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 you don't see anyone who looks anything like her near the car, uh, and her Facebook you know, social media kind of footprint was like nothing. Bob, I'm totally down the rabbit hole with you on this. I've seen a couple of events like this, and and I will dig and dig and dig, and then I'll realize that it's all a bunch of lies, and then I'll shout it from the rooftops, and people are just like, oh, you're crazy, shut up. So, like, I stopped getting really into the nitty-gritty, but that seemed like the classic dialectic to me. It was there for a purpose, and after it happened, one big thing that came up that I covered at length was that both the left and the right in the newspapers were saying, in the online and stuff, were saying, this means both sides were saying we need censorship because these people's ideas are leading to violence. So there's definitely some, right. some agendas at work. But here I want um, Binkley, my producer, actually did follow it more closely. And didn't you, didn't you follow up on the guy who supposedly killed her, Binkley? Yeah, I did. James Fields, he was just recently, because I kept pushing his uh, hearing, he was just recently, I think two weeks ago, he's now facing first-degree murder because apparently they played a video that had never been seen before that they are arguing shows more intent, but I still can't find where he's entered a plea or not. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, and you know the other thing that's really odd is if you see him after the crash, he backs up at like 100 miles an hour, perfectly straight. His adrenaline must have been flowing like crazy. My brother works for the government. They trained him uh, in anti-terrorist training to drive trucks backwards very fast. And I'm looking at that like, who? And it was like in an alley, right? It was like in yeah, a weird... and a, you know, a Dodge Charger, 100 yeah. miles an hour yeah. backwards. I mean, that's that's a skill. Yeah, I'm with you. And I felt that that was uh, a very, an operation. And it's actually one of my items here on my list. And it folds in with the fake news meme, all this stuff, 
where and where I think it's headed is there there was all this talk that Obama was going to bring back the fairness doctrine where the government decides how stuff um, in the media should be balanced. And this, I felt, was a way for the right. It started so that and then there was really biased coverage against uh, the, the people who were there. They weren't all neo-Nazis and all this kind of stuff. And you had an outcry of people saying, see how biased the media is against us? We do need a fairness doctrine, and it will benefit us because it's so biased. You even had Trump tweeting. I actually pulled this tweet that said, uh, quote, network news has become so partisan, distorted, and fake that licenses must be challenged and, if appropriate, revoked, not fair to the public. This was the kind of stuff that I found coming. Uh, that was the, the, the agenda that was being served. I agree with that. Great call. Thank you very much, Bob. Yeah, something to add, Binkley? Yeah, something he said about not seeing anyone that looked like the victim, that's probably because the picture of her that they showed was really old, and she had gained a whole lot of weight and looked nothing like that anymore. Well, you know, when pictures look different from, you know, if they look dated or whatever, that's when I really wonder yeah. if there's any truth to the story at all. Because yeah. you, the... I don't know. I mean, then you really sound like you're down <laughs> conspiracy theory rabbit hole, but I am. Like, I actually believe that some of this stuff is made up. I don't know anything about that woman. I did not dig into this particular story, but I am absolutely convinced in many cases that uh, that that some of the stuff is staged, and it's always for these these policy agenda items. So that that brings me close to. Uh, like beyond halfway through my list, there were two more. The sexual harassment stuff, where to begin, where to end on Ugh. that, right? I had four. <laughs> I, let me just rattle off my agenda items, then I'll let you say what you want to say, Binkley, on that. It was um, population control, I think, is behind most of the feminism stuff. If you can swap roles or if you can make women, um, you know, a taboo sexual object, anything but straight sex is is fine because... Population control is the goal of the, you know, overlords because they can't control that many people. Here I am in the rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, it makes it harder to hook up and meet space. You know, it helps the the digital. Guys are terrified that they're going to be accused. Yeah, so they need to get AI. They need to get a virtual, right. you know, demolition man type helmet. It might distract people from the pedo stuff. It's like, at least it was a grown woman for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what 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 more do you want? Um, it discredits real accusations because just like those like legal yeah. uh, disclaimers at the end of like the the medicine, they'll they'll have like some antidepressant and they'll be like may lead to and it'll have a thousand things, one of which is suicide. You know, really, that's what they say. And you think if you actually listen to it, but you dismiss it because you're like, what's the likelihood? You just yeah, dismiss yeah, it because yeah. there's just so much noise. And I thought maybe it's meant to pave the way for Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris or both. Oh, really? Why not? I mean, we need to exonerate, we need to vindicate women. We must elect the woman. Yes, because all women are one body, one unit. You know, it's this corporate woman that, you know, corporeal woman. Go, what do you got? You got like five seconds, go. Well, I think that the the whole women thing is secondary. I think the main purpose of it is to completely subvert the justice system with the presumption of guilt until proven innocent. Absolutely. The Fifth Amendment, which I... uh, flagged as being in the crosshairs for 2017 is definitely subverted here. The Fifth Amendment, no due process. And you can use that once you take away due process, 
you can use stuff like this to subvert, obviously, the First Amendment, the political process. Very important. I did a whole show on that. That is um, a couple of weeks ago. Very important stuff. I'm going to rattle off the rest of my things as soon as we get or going to start doing it as soon as we get back. Uh, You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Wow, that was intense. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. High today of 68, tomorrow's high is 56. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I am going to uh, take a call. I'm going to Clarence and Decatur. Hi, Clarence. How are you? Yeah, how are you doing, Monica? Good. You're on the air. What's happening? Talk I'm to just, me. I'm, I'm curious about the vitamin industry. You know, of course, the, the pharmacies are all into it, and, and you know, there's this small stores, the Walmarts and different uh, stores, but they always say, well, you take this vitamin, or you, you recommend it by doctors, take this vitamin, take this vitamin, and this would be the result. But then they have a disclaimer on there. Uh, these statements have not been proven by, uh, you know, federal government, FDA, or what have you. Now, why would they always recommend, I mean, that's like a, a racket. You think the yeah. vitamins are a racket? I think the yeah. FDA is a racket. Yeah, it's like a racket. Why you let these people get away with saying this is what's in this vitamin this is how many milligrams this is what this and that and then yet someone's recommending you to take that vitamin or whatever it is that they they recommend you to take would help you but yet then they turn around and say well no uh, these statements have not been proven yet here's what i would like to say what what the way it works now is the fda seems to have a monopoly on truth basically so they say if we say it's okay, it's okay. Meanwhile, things that they have okayed cause terrible problems. I mean, AZT, my brother who was diagnosed with AIDS, I don't know if he had it or not. He had no symptoms. He got super sick when they started giving him AZT, and he said it was killing him, and then he died. <laughs> so, And that was approved by the FDA for that. And they're immune vaccines and stuff. They're immune from prosecution for a lot of this stuff. Uh, and I'm I'm a hardcore libertarian. I'm actually an anarcho-capitalist. And people ask me, well, how could you make sure the drugs are safe? Whatever. The problem with the vitamin bottle that says the government has not approved this is that we have been conditioned to think that only the government can give a good answer and that the government's answer is good. Whereas if you took the government out of it and went to, say, CVS, everyone would know CVS was absolutely impeccable when it comes to their vitamin studies. The way Whole Foods has been a great example. Whole Foods doesn't, it goes far beyond the standards for organic or non-GMO or gluten-free or whatever. When they label something, people go to Whole Foods, they pay like double for their food because they trust Whole Foods and they have that option of paying double for that or going to the take your chances place on the corner. And over time, people get, Uh, institutions will get a reputation for that. And I personally think you would get higher quality and even more important, you would use your own mind. You would observe the effects. You would look at the source of the studies. And, uh, and I think that we would be less vulnerable to when they get, they sell out, they have, uh, you know, if, if the FDA is the end all and be all, and you go in and bribe a guy that guy can make a bunch of money and mislead you. So I actually, I would say you have to make your own choices on this stuff. And I think it could work. But that was completely and totally off topic, Clarence. I love it, though, because it was an opportunity for a libertarian moment. But I'm going to take this uh, this opportunity to 
to start uh, give you one more of my items. So this is actually, huh, um, I don't know if it's an item, but this idea of big tech censorship. Apparently, YouTube hired 10,000 human censors and Facebook hired, I think, an additional 3,000 human censors in 2017 to evaluate the content of their content. Now, why aren't they just a pipe? Why do they feel like they have to be responsible for content? What what happens to the First Amendment? Well, it's not a government entity, so the First Amendment doesn't apply. I think that's BS in that I think they are quasi-government entities. I think they've benefited tremendously from so-called government research, from universities, from all that stuff. From If you read the backstory of these guys, they were in incubators. They've been connected. They've been advantages that you could never overcome just by being some guy in your garage. Like we're told these guys actually are, but I don't believe they are. And I think there's evidence that they aren't. Uh, So I think big tech censorship, which, by the way, I anticipated in an article probably one year and one month ago. So I'm going to go rapid fire through the rest of my list after the break. Tweet me at at Monica Perez Show. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice. On WSB, wrapping it up this last or in the home stretch. I'm on from three to six today and three to six on Saturday, five to seven on Thursday. Filling in for Erickson. Thank you for that. Uh, we are talking about the big themes of 2017. And uh, Binkley, do you? I have my list, but you had something that was not on my list at all. Uh, I never even heard this story. Yeah, this one emerged recently, and it was the revelation that the Pentagon had spent $22 million on a secret program to investigate aliens. The, uh, the program was called the Threat Response... It's like the... Yeah, the Threat Response Program or something like that, and uh, Reed is the one who got the money for it, and it was, it was black money. There's only a few congressmen who knew about it. Two of them are dead now, oh and gosh. it's crazy. Normally, I, I brushed it off at first, but the way they were talking about it is what was really shocking to me because when you look into it, you find that they built a secret – or they modified a building in Las Vegas to store parts of a UFO that they found on the ground. They don't tell you whether they shot it down or found it, and they – tested people to see people who were around it because they reported having physical reactions to touching this material that they say they don't know what it's made of. Well, this is what I found interesting. When you first told me the story, didn't you tell me it was two fighter pilots explaining what they saw? This is what I thought was crazy, that there's no coverage of this in the news but you got to make it quick because i need these my two fighter fire. pilots there's a video of them watching this little dot on the screen and it has shows no propulsion and 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 they even say the technology is far beyond far beyond us and a threat and we're talking about north korea and they're telling us we have found technology that could just annihilate us and they're just brushing it off yeah see that's what's so crazy to me is that they're not disputing that these guys are uh relating a valid story that there's this crazy tech but look it's a very complicated story <laughs> so can you post the link or what do you want to do with a tweet i want people I'll to be able to out, get to uh, it's not link, my yeah. you know it's on, not on my list of 20 i can't give you the information but you can you're going to tweet it yeah i'll tweet it at freedom act radio yes and i'll tweet it at you as well okay thank you very much all right so some of the things that we one thing that i wanted to say there we were talking about the sexual harassment stuff the me too stuff 
I know you had a lot to say about that. I do have to do my rapid fire, so I'm not going to go through them all. But um, one thing I thought was weird, I was looking at the celebrity deaths of 2017. There was a list on Us Weekly of 62 people who died noteworthy enough to make this list. And I just couldn't help but notice that 10 of them was suicides and five of them were overdoses. So 25% of the people died of suicide or overdose, which is far, it's like 10 times what would be true in the general population. And I thought it's so crazy that this industry is what's so influential to us and it's so sick and harmful and hurtful to these people who are in it. Uh, so I just... I, I, when I look at this uh, hashtag Me Too thing, maybe they are, you know, don't lose sight of the fact that it's, I totally have been sexually harassed like a million times at work all the time. It has really, really caused me trouble over the years to be either excluded or, um, you know, whatever the object of someone's like quote affection but this industry that's coming out with all of this really crazy stuff maybe the the extreme end of the spectrum anyway let me uh let me just say some of the things i didn't mention yet um there's this whole body of of stories i mean like five of my things all fall under infrastructure reshaping society kind of physically and so automotive terrorism was something that i had noticed uh i i'd flagged it a while ago it's happened now and again it happened in new york on halloween and what they i think what they're they're trying to do is usher in driverless cars and uh so i think you'll probably hear like more about highway deaths and stuff like that but that driverless car infrastructure there, there needs to be money put to it. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to be in the infrastructure bill. We've had uh, numerous infrastructure. I don't know if they're false flags or what. Binkley, you did some fantastic work on the Atlanta bridge collapse that seemed to be. What was? Can you can you just tell me in a, in a nutshell, or maybe um, I know you tell people how they can find out more about that, and also give me like in one sentence what you think was really going on there. Go to PropagandaReportDaily.com, and it's episode 36 of our podcast. I think it was the FEMA Vigilant Guard training that they do all around the country. That's what I think was going on. Yeah, because a few days before that, Governor Deal and others were basically describing the kind of events that we were about to Mm -hmm. see, the kind of responses, all of that. It's really shocking. Like people, the scales have fallen from their eyes about how sinister government can be after hearing your report on that. And on that day, so many other things happened too. That red mercury scare that everybody just forgot about. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. And then, so that's why you were so tuned in when this train derailment happened in Washington with some odd features, but then I was literally going to tweet out, I wonder how long it'll take to for Trump to use this as a call for more infrastructure spending, and, and how long did it take him? <laughs> it was his first tweet. How, what, do you have the tweet handy? I do. He said, the train accident that just occurred shows more than ever why our soon-to-be-submitted infrastructure plan must be approved quickly. $7 trillion spent in the Middle East while our roads, bridges, tunnels, railways, and more crumble. Not for long. Yeah, and that, and they did do that with the Atlanta Bridge Collapse, too. But, you, but from your reporting, it looks like that really was some kind of operation, in which case, if you, if you don't have bridges actually falling down, 
then is this a, like a cronyistic scam or what? Right. Uh, but there are three other things that I think are going to play into like uh, some infrastructure spending pork. The, the natural disasters that happened this year, highly exploited, if not orchestrated. I mean, um, a very sober tweep of mine talks about some of the uh, there's actually climate policy in California that could be promoting the droughts there. I did a lot of I, I uh, read a book, Hurricane Watch, and in which is like a mainstream kind of highly well selling book about how. 40 years ago, they could make hurricanes rain way, way more. And they used it in Vietnam to flood out places that, you know, had never had that kind of flooding. So when Hurricane, one guy spoke out during Hurricane Katrina, but this Hurricane Harvey was just like um, shocking. And of course, they immediately said, ah, everybody's a blue state when they need federal money. It's like, what? You know what I mean? Texas was is a wash in oil, not just water. They don't need federal money. Anyway, but they use that to, to try to justify this. And, you know, all of this is about the Tenth Amendment, in my opinion, just getting rid of any semblance of states' rights. That's why I don't like the tax reform law. Taking away state and local taxes from being tax deductible will reduce what the states take responsibility for. You know, it's just, and then, and it's not like they're going to be like, oh, all of a sudden we have a libertarian federal government. Uh-uh, that's not how it's going to work. And then and then that's going to justify, in turn, federalizing elections because they'll say, look, now that the states can't have their own responsibility for things, you are determining what welfare I can get. It's going to that all this stuff is pushing, pushing the uh, the power and the money to the top airlines and airports, tons of stories all year long. I kept flagging them. This there's something going on here. I think they're going to have um, put in more regulations that keep little airlines out. They're going to ask for more money for airports. Uh, another thing that just kept happening all year was prison escapes. You just always hear these stories. Maybe they always happen, but I never I didn't see these stories all the time. And the one that launched it all was that New York escape, which had the exact same storyline as the TV show Prison Break. I, that I'd watched a couple of years ago, like where the medical worker was basically charmed by, I mean, it was kooky, yeah. right? So those are, that. that's like my my big thing was that the, that those were like five items for me, but they were uh, infrastructure related. So what what do you have? I, have? I have one more after that, but I want your reaction because I know you did a lot of work well, on that. Well, Basil Ellaby, the guy who, the person who was addicted to crack, who they say burned down the Atlanta Bridge, he was given a plea deal, which we said this would happen right after the thing happened. And yeah, we both knew that guy was not responsible because the actual physical ability to burn that stuff, it, it, it's just, you're, you're not tossing a crack pipe. Oh, they said he did it on purpose. But even then, yeah. it was it was inflammable. It was stuff that should not have burned. You really had to go bananas to get that thing to burn. That and the witnesses were so oh, yes. incredible. And the witnesses were recycled. They yeah. were witnesses to a previous thing right. on TV. Yeah, and they, the stories didn't line up. It didn't I mean, make any sense. I aren't there professional witnesses in the mob like that? Yeah. And they gave the guy, they're, they're giving him a plea deal, not even making him plea guilty. All he has to do is go to a behavioral thing, and he's free to go. Yeah, this actually reminds me of something. So in that case, and also, in my opinion, the Kate Steinle case, uh, that woman who was supposedly shot on the pier in San Francisco, these people we both identified from minute one as this being an obvious psychological operation and these guys being obvious patsies. 
Don't really know what's going on, but the dots did not connect in either of these cases. And both of these guys did not uh, get convicted of the crimes that the media absolutely convicted them of. Right. Right. So the reaction that people had after that was, well, the criminal justice system is broken. And for me, I'm all for punishing the guilty party. But who's guilty? You know what I mean? If somebody's doing this and th- these people are getting up saying, all right, guys, get out there, get ready for the catastrophe, which is what basically your clips. I- actually, one of your clips actually says that. Hey, guys, get ready. The catastrophe is coming, like locked yeah. and loaded, right? Yeah. The people have to listen to that clip. I wish that we had time to play it right now. But anyway, so uh, when so when these guys get off, I say, hey, man, don't forget. We're innocent until proven guilty. You might need that yourself someday, especially if you want to fight against a tyrannical government. So I look I look deeper in the amendments, the Sixth Amendment, um, the Eighth Amendment, where they say you, you have the right to a speedy and public trial and uh, you shouldn't have to um, face excessive bail or excessive fines or cruel and unusual punishment. I don't think I think that right to a speedy and public trial should be inalienable. Yeah. I think you should not be able to give that up because it gives them an, an incentive to strong arm you by violating the Eighth Amendment of saying you're going to have every the one thing you did is like four different crimes. And we're going to give you consecutive sentences, which is how they got Tommy yeah. Chong to go to jail for a crime. They didn't even accuse him of a crime his son committed. And they said, well, your son will go to jail for 99 years. You can go to jail for a year. And he did it. It was uh, a.k.a. Tommy Chong, a great documentary um, that brings that will really bring home how these systems are abused. We could, I guess, I, of course, could go on forever. <laughs> but uh, we're going to have to wrap it up after the break here. And um, uh, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Mostly sunny and cool Monday, Christmas Day, but that could change, so stay tuned. WSB's Weekend Weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I am wrapping it up right now for, uh, well, it's not for the year. This has been the show where I look back at 2017 and tell you what your, uh, what I think the biggest stories have meant for our rights, for our future. What's the underlying agenda item? I hope I've hit them all. I don't know if I've hit them all, but if you want to go back and listen to the podcast of this, you can, it's, uh, you can go to propagandareportdaily.com and all of my podcasts from WSB and also for uh, the podcast I do with Binkley, my producer, on there. And uh, just kind of in a nutshell, what... Oh, by the way, I'm going to be on next Saturday from 3 to 6. I'm also filling in for Erickson on Thursday from 5 to 7. But in a nutshell, what I've noticed over... Really solidified in my mind over this past year is that there's some big themes... um, Divide and conquer was a big, big theme this year, neutralizing the people from joining together and recognizing that we have a common interest in defending the Bill of Rights, uh, that we've lost sight of the principles of right and uh, our principles and rights, and that uh, collectivism is the goal. So that's it. If you haven't heard the show, go back and listen. It'll be up in a few days, and I'll be back Thursday, 5 to 7, and Saturday, 3 to 6. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.